Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode, I'm coming to you yet again from my closet with my mic propped up against a bunch of baby gear. My computer is again on my baby's laundry hamper and Sky, my little boy, is attached to me asleep. And this is what work life, mom life <laughs> integration is looking for me right now because he does not in daycare yet. And I'm home with him. And but I still wanted to come on and record some solo episodes in real time. And so we're going to do this. (laughs) And today's episode is all about some of the biggest obstacles I've faced while painting murals over the past 10 years. And I typically go for topics that are all, you know, rainbows and sunshine, and this is an amazing career, and you need to do this, and all the money that you can make, and that is all completely true, and I lean on that way more than I lean on all the stuff that I'm about to tell you. So I just wanted to preface it with that, but I think it'd be kind of fun to come on and just be a little real and talk about all the things that could go wrong, not to scare you away, because this is all so completely still worth it, the money that can be made, the fun that can be had while painting murals, and just shit happens. <laughs> like, that's just how it is. And so I'm going to also accompany this with some fun stories. And so also, to if you are painting murals and you go out into the workforce and then things happen, just think about this episode and be like, oh, no, this happens to her too. Because <laughs> that's one of the main things that people take away from when we do the mural meetups. So when I host them here in Missouri or wherever, where we all get together, members of the Artist Academy, and I teach new people how to paint a mural. And one of the main things that they come away with is that, you know, oh, you know, things happen to you too. You know, they, oh, you spill paint too. And I usually say, well, yeah, you know, this is just part of it. You just kind of have to go with the punches. And, you know, after you spill paint so many times, it's just like, okay, well, you know, let's just clean it up (laughs) rather than, oh my gosh, the day is over. It's like crying over spilt milk, right? It's just so many things happen to me so much. I forget things. Oh gosh, there's so many. I'm going to go through them, but things happen pretty regularly. And I think it's just about having the mentality of, oh, okay, well, you know, it's raining, whatever. Like, we'll just, we'll do it another day. Just going with the punches. So the first one that I, when I was making a list of this, I'm like, what happens most? What's my my main thing? And the first thing is scheduling. It was really hard for me to schedule all the things, all the people who wanted things. And like, what a problem to have, right? I think that's what the problem everybody wants to have. But the first problem was with scheduling. And for this one, I want to take you back to episode, I think it's 246. It's the last episode, solo episode that I did and talks about scheduling and leaving enough time for that. So go back if you haven't listened to that one. It's a really good one. And, but just to reiterate, it's, you know, not leaving enough time between projects. When somebody quotes something, I immediately think, okay, I can get that done in four days. And then the end of day four comes up. And in the beginning, 
it would spill over into day five and be like, okay, I, I totally misjudged that. <laughs> but lately what had happened was I would get it done in day four, just barely. And then the customer would say something like, can we add this? Or, oh, I have this over here. Can, can it be painted before this event? And I'd be like, oh, sure. <laughs> and so having an extra day in my week where for a spillover or just a couple days a month that I just don't book myself completely back to back, that has really helped me to work the, through those scheduling obstacles. And so again, go back and listen to the recent solo episode all about that. I talk way more in depth, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But the second thing is using the wrong materials. So aka paint, using the wrong paint and either it wears off over time or I get there and I paint a little bit and then I notice, oh, I can just scratch this off of the metal oh, you're not supposed to use latex directly on metal? Nobody told me that. Or random things. <laughs> and one time specifically, I was painting a kid's play place. So at the park, and kids are going to be climbing all over. And I just used exterior latex paint because that's what I use on exterior walls. So it would be fine on an exterior playground set. And no, it's not. One month later, they called me saying, hey, um, it has some wear and tear. And I say, oh, no, no, it will. Like, it's going to be outside. People are going to be crawling out. They're like, I think you need to come look at it. And so I went out and looked at it. Actually, they sent me a photo and I was like, okay, no, I'm sorry. Crap. Oops. So what I was supposed to do was use a paint that is way more durable than just exterior latex. And so what I switched to was this brand called Command by Benjamin Moore. And I went and got it. They're like, it's almost double the price of the exterior latex, but <laughs> it's just some some sleep sounds. <laughs> but it's worth it, you know, taking the time to you know, research and figure out and ask questions and telling my local paint store guy, hey, this is what I'm doing. Is this the right thing for the job? I've had to learn how to do that because I just like to just go at it, experiment. Like, yeah, sure, that'll work. Sure, surely just kind of go with the flow. Maybe not the best idea in more cases than not. <laughs> Another time, I mentioned this story in my book, but it's probably one of the funniest times I decided to use exterior latex on a fountain. And I painted the whole thing a pretty blue and it looked great. And then they put water in the fountain and it filled up with bubbles, lots and lots of bubbles. Because come to find out when I asked my local paint store after I had done the project, paint has this substance in it that's a lot like soap. So mix water with that and you get slippery bubbles. Not only that, the paint didn't stick. It lasted for like a month or two and it really started to come off because it was soaked in water. So what I needed to use was a specific pool paint, but I didn't know that. And so I went to the customer, tail between my legs, so sorry. I didn't know, you know, just completely owned up to it. And they were really cool about it. And, you know, it's the same thing with that play place as well. I was like, so sorry. I didn't know. I thought this was going to be fine. And then they're super cool about it. And, you know, I think there's something about just being upfront and being honest about, oh, sorry, I messed up. Let me fix that for you is so much better than making excuses and just doing whatever. So that's my way of you know, approaching something like that. And just know you're going to use the wrong product at some point. <laughs> 
But this is why this whole scenario is why we prompted the surface mural prep surface handbook, mural surface prep handbook, something like that. It's in our mural master program within the Artist Academy because I wanted to list off, you know, what do you use on wood? Do you need primer for this? What do you use on cement? And so it's all listed off inside of our mural surface prep handbook inside of the mural master program inside of the academy. So if you want to get your hands on that. $32 a month. That's all it is to learn how to paint murals and paint them the right way inside of the Academy. A little plug, go to artistacademy.co to apply and paint murals this summer and get started making more with art than you could have ever imagined. (laughs) Okay, next one is just forgetting things in general. And this leveled up while I was pregnant last year. Uh, I went to a salon, unprepared as well, and had to get paint, but I went to some other jobs. I can't even remember because I just forget things. And, or no, it was a school. I went to go paint a logo at a school, and there was only three colors, orange, black, and white. I show up, have all my stuff in the back of the car, open it up to unload, and I forgot my brushes. I forgot the black paint and I forgot my trays and I'm sure a couple other things. I loaded my car halfway and then just didn't go back for the rest of it and then just sped off and got to the job site and I wanted to start. And so since it was over 30 minutes away from my house, I just decided to go to the whatever paint store was closest to get more paint and all the things. But I cannot tell you how many times I have left the level or the tape measure at home when I go to see a job for the first time and I want to measure off the room with no tape measure. So (laughs) I think the way around that is to pack my car the night before. That's the remedy that I've found is easier because I'm not rushing around in the morning. My head is clear. And say, you know, I can use the morning for, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can also, you know, bring this and to do the stuff that I may have forgotten from the night before. So that's my remedy for that. But if this happens to you, don't worry, it happens to me all the time. And I've been doing this for a really long time. This is just something that I'm trying to be better about it, but it just happens. Another obstacle or thing that goes wrong, (laughs) not as often, I'm pretty good about it, but it still happens, is spilling paint on my clothes, on the sidewalk, on carpet. And this happened a couple first times when I first started working for Bass Pro Shops and painting murals for them a while ago, so years ago. (laughs) We were getting done with a job one time and I was carrying this big tray out on their sidewalk, just loading things up. I had completely completed the job. I was flying out the next day. So just glad to be done. And I spilled blue paint all over the sidewalk. It's like, no. And the sidewalk was so porous that it just soaked everything up. And I just panicked. I tried to put it back in the can and there was people walking around me, construction workers walking around, other painters like, oops, you messed up. And it's just so freaking embarrassing, right? (laughs) Just doing something like that when there's more experienced people around you especially I was just like tail between my legs like oh no like nobody look at this and they they would walk past and say remarks like good luck with that I'm like thanks (laughs) thanks for that (laughs) yeah so I tried to clean it up tried to clean it up and I got most of it but it was still like a pale blue on the sidewalk and I just I was freaking out putting so much water on it and then after I freaked out for a really long time one of the managers came by and said, oh, we'll just power wash that up. 
no big deal. <laughs> After freaking out and cleaning and just, I had blue all over me at this point and <laughs> no big deal. We'll just power wash that out. That's nice. Thank you. Okay, now I know. So yeah, if you happen to have a power washer or can get to one really closely, but I will say with spilling paint, it happens all the time, especially when I bring new people on the job. It always happens to them, always. <laughs> and I'm usually pretty calm about it, but I'm very rushed to, as soon as I see it, I say immediately, put water on that now and more water, more water. Cause they'll just like douse a little bit of it or spray it. No, no. Dump your whole drinking water that you have on that spot. Cause it keeps it moist and it keeps it from setting in. And so water is the main thing with, if you spill it, don't worry, douse it in water and clean it up. But yeah, don't wait for it to dry and clean it up later. No. And if you have a power washer, even better. But it, that's happened multiple times. I remember I spilt a quart of red on my scissor lift and as I was going through the store. And so I looked back, noticed it had spilled. It had already gone off the back of it and I had trailed it behind me. Luckily, it was on tile, so it came up. But it, what if it was on carpet? Like, what if? Which has happened before. I was painting. I was sitting in and this is again in a, in a Bass Pro Shops when I was early on. I was sitting at a table and painting this sign that they wanted me to paint. I had some blue paint next to me and I spilt it on the carpet. And so I tried to clean it up, tried to clean it up, couldn't do it. So I just moved the table over the paint spot. And yeah, I just did that. I didn't know what to do. I was so embarrassed. I just moved the table right over it. They actually ended up finding that spot and cleaning it up better later. So my attempts to hide it was not good. I should have just owned up to it and gotten help. But I just didn't know what to do because I was inexperienced. So I'm trying to save you. If you need help, ask for it. That's what I've gotten. If you need an extra hand, somebody to bring you water real quick, delegate that. It really makes for the, a better difference. Another one are height issues. So lifts, ladders, scaffolding, lifts not being level, not bringing enough scaffolding to reach a high space, needing a lift instead of a scaffolding. And I cannot tell you how many times this has happened. I've shown up to a job site because if it's over an hour away and it's just a wall, I typically won't go see it. I'll just have, hey, send a photo of it. But photos can be misleading. Sometimes, even when someone tells you, oh, this is a 10-foot space by 20-foot, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you forget. I forget. And when I'm loading up the car that day, again, just forgetting to pack things, I'll pack you know, my step stool and not my full-blown ladder. Or I'll have a ladder that doesn't extend. And you get to the job site and you're like, well, crap. So what happens there is I just do as much painting as I can in the spaces that I can, and I bring a ladder the next day or whatnot. Or it could be the other way. There's been a couple of times where I've shown up and I need a lift to reach the high areas. So I'll go rent it for a day, even though it wasn't in the budget. <laughs> and I'll rent it for just a day to do the high stuff. And then I'll spend the rest of the time doing the low part stuff. And that way I'm just have one day rental. And recently this happened last summer to where I really needed a lift to spray the sky area. It was just going to make it so much easier rather than just taking a ladder and going up and down the ladder with the sprayer and blah, blah, blah. So I went and I have a Jeep. So my Jeep is able to pull one of those small lifts, one of those small, I don't know, they're blue. <laughs> it's not a scissor lift, but you can literally hook up your car 
to it. And so I just backed up and it's a small lift. So, it, and I wasn't going far. So I just took it and they charged me like $250 for the day. And on projects that are several thousand dollars, that's really not that much. And it helped out so much. It saved me so much time. So if you have a car that you can hook up something to and it can pull a decent amount, highly recommend just doing the day rental at 250 ish and just doing it that way, doing the high stuff and then spending the rest of the time on the low stuff. Saves me a lot of time. Another obstacle is with pricing and undercharging. It's really tough to ask for more money when a project is halfway complete and you misjudged and it's tough to do it halfway. So figuring out a pricing system that works has been an ever-going struggle. I know there's so many times where I'll just run it by someone else, typically my husband, of, hey, so I'm thinking about charging this. Is it, Does this seem unreasonable? And he'll be like, charge more <laughs> or whatever. And so running it by someone else has really helped me. And okay, just to give you a pricing strategy here, I just used this here recently, and I'm going to make a whole episode about this, about just different pricing strategies. But recently I bid a job and the customer said, Oh my, I really don't want to go over six or seven thousand dollars for this job. And I said, okay. But for what he was wanting, I was like, oh, just cringing at the idea of spending so much time on such a big wall on such a complicated design. And I was talking to my husband about it, and I'm like, he really doesn't want to go over seven thousand max. And he goes, that's a lie. I was like, what do you mean? No, he told me that. <laughs> he goes, no, no, that, that that's a lie. When people tell you their budget, that's what they would like to you pay. You know, you would like to spend, you know, $10 on a shirt, but you'll spend 20 if you really love it or 30. They're like, he really likes the design. If he wants to do this, he'll pay what it's worth. And so I ended up quoting him $9,000 and he went with it where I was so glad <laughs> that I had just talked with someone else and got an outside perspective. You know, Ryan, my husband knows this industry. He knows, you know, it's not just talking to my mom about pricing. who has no idea what to, what to suggest. You know, he, he knows. And so just a tip, when someone tells you their budget, I gave him one example of, okay, we could, we could maybe stick to it if we make it really, really simple and it's not going to look realistic at all. Or if it's the one you want and it looks really cool and it's like a flag blowing in the wind with shading and it's going to, this is what you wanted, it's going to cost nine grand. And if they like it that much, they'll pay for it. And so that's my pricing strategy for this year is if they like it that much, they'll pay for it. But I cannot tell you how many times I have undercharged for a mural. I One of my favorite ones is I, in the beginning, it was this kid's room mural and I really wanted to start doing kid's rooms, but I didn't think I could charge very much. And this lady in Kansas City, which is almost three hours away from me, she wanted her full bedroom wall for her daughter painted for her birthday. And I was like, okay, um, $300. And she goes, okay, great. And I get up there and I spend all day painting it. And I, it's like three hours each way. And at the end of the day, I'm like, this is not worth it. But it is because I was just starting out. And, and I remember the look on her face when I was done. She came in and she's like, wow, this is just $300. This is awesome. And I was like, dang it, I could have charged way more for this because I was putting in way more effort. And so I always think of that job, driving three hours each way, spending the entire day painting. I'm telling you, I pro I think I woke up at like 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning and then in order to get there by like 8 a.m. because I knew I was going to need the entire day to paint. And then I got home 
after dark to make $300, which might sound good to somebody just starting out, but now it's laughable <laughs> because I'm making $1,000 a day working like eight hours max and it's local and I'm not driving very far. <laughs> it's just, that's what you can do and people will pay. And I'm still working on that. There's so many jobs that I have undercharged. And even now there was a job, oh gosh, here recently where I gave them a quote. They go, that's reasonable. And I immediately was like, dang it. <laughs> I could have charged what I wanted to <laughs> instead of trying to give them a deal. Anyway, undercharging has been one of my main obstacles that we're working on. And I'm making lots of videos for people in the academy about ways to charge your worth. And this is what we talk about in the academy all the time. And people will post and say, hey, I'm thinking about charging this. Or, hey, the, I was going to charge this, but now the customer wants way more. Can I charge more now? Like, I haven't started the job. Like, this, that actually just recently happened with a Arts Academy member, Brittany. They asked for one thing, and then she gave them a quote, and they said, let's do this and this and that, and let's add that. And she's like, well, I can't up it now, right? And we're all like, no, you can up it. You can say, hey, so since we're doing more, it's going to be more. And she did, and they went for it, luckily. So, but that's just asking other people, asking people in the academy. You know, we have artists in there who have been doing this for years and are making 100K. And if you haven't listened to that episode a while back, advice from members of the Artist Academy that are in the 100K club, highly recommended. It's some good stuff. <laughs> and my last thing on here is contracts. I'm really bad about it. I'm really bad about the legal stuff. I'm like, I just think that people are they tell the truth. When they say their budget is this, they mean that. Or when they say they're going to pay me, they mean it. A handshake is good enough. Like I just, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to just learn, but it's really, I know that one of every 50 projects really should have had a, a contract. Like I really should have had a contract with that one. But then all the other 49 ones are okay. <laughs> like everything works out. But I really need to start doing contracts, especially on the bigger ones. So that's one thing that I've learned. And if you're in the academy, in the Mural Master, we have a mural contract for you that I personally use and that works and goes over all the bases. So if you need a mural contract, it's in the academy. Okay, those are the obstacles, and there's so many more good things than bad, but these are just some things that live and learn, and they happen. Yeah, okay, so I made it through my second podcast episode with a baby sleeping on me, just barely. <laughs> and Okay, yeah, I'm going to go spend the rest of the day with my baby. Okay, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And yeah, let me know if you have any questions and please share this on social media if you found it helpful and all the things. Okay, I'll see you next week. <laughs>